<laughs> Hello and welcome to episode six. 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 Oh, I see what you're doing. <laughs> That's mildly terrifying. This is the Halloween episode of Facts, Feelings and Fictions. Mm-hmm. Are you scared? No. Why? In all honesty. I did that laugh though. Yeah, but Halloween isn't really scary. Just about having a bit of a party. Well, we'll see about that. Okay. I'm going to scare you during this episode. I'm 100% sure of it. (laughs) I will tell you a story that will scare you. Okay. I'm the expert at scaring you, let's be honest. That is true, to be fair. Yep. Over the years, you have definitely got more scares. Yeah, in the early days, that was just like a hobby of mine. Yeah, it was so easy. You're lucky I around. stuck around, to be honest. At one point I jumped out and you were holding a glass of milk and you just jumped and the milk jumped. It was beautiful. <laughs> I was, was proud of that one. Were there any others that you're particularly proud of? The one that does stick in my mind was when you tried to scare me <laughs> and then I walked into the hallway <laughs> and I just turned and you didn't realise there was a mirror behind you. So I saw you just kind of stood up on a chair, I think, or yeah, somewhere, like high up somewhere high up. And I just stood there for a while like, I'll see how long it takes nearly notices me staring. And then you looked over and you were like, oh, <laughs> didn't quite work. No. But my um, my great tip for anyone who wants to go and make people jump, just hide in dark parts of the house, but make yourself slightly shorter. Then you look like a little ghost child. Yeah. And yeah. you're just about seen in the dark. But yeah. it's, it's not like, oh, that's Jen. Because, oh, no, she's five foot, whatever I am, six. Yeah. And but this child, it must be a child if it's. I mean, you say that it really depends on how much time you've got because ultimately, how long be- does it take to crouch down? No, but what I'm saying is how much time you've got because you could definitely do a better scare by covering your face in like white makeup and oh, dark. Which brings me to why have you dressed up? Well, it's Halloween. <laughs> I want to get into it. You know, no one can see, right? Yeah, but. Get into the spirit of spirit of things. <laughs> like, oh, she's on a roll already. Um, yeah, I want to feel, you know, it's a special day. Episode but, six. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was just surprised because we agreed we were going to do some recording and then I turned around, I finished watching the football <laughs> and I come and sit down and then I look at you and you're some sort what? of evil bunny. What are you? What are you supposed to be? Dead bunny. <laughs> Isn't that what girls do? They just like choose a character. And then just make it a bit scary. Like Bunny. Okay. Bunny. bunny isn't a character. No, no, it's like a thing. I mean, the, bunny. The, the, the rabbit from Donnie Darko is the closest thing I can think of as to how you look. Mm. No, this is more like Hugh Hefner's dead girlfriend. That, yeah. Possibly. Okay, well. With a bit more clothes because it's cold. So it, it's a dead bunny. So it's like zombie bunny. Is Maybe that what you've zombie gone for? bunny. Okay. I don't know. I don't think anyone knows when they dress up. They just go, I've got this outfit and I've smeared some black and red all over me. I'm all about classic Halloween. Yeah, Actual Mean scary. Girls presented this pretty well because they say it's just an excuse for girls to just put on some ears and dress in underwear. Hmm. Yeah. That's pretty much what Halloween is. Yeah. Well, fair play to you. Mm-hmm. Well done. But you can do that all year round. So, should we crack on with a Halloween episode? I thought we were. No, no. I mean, like, this is the intro bit. Ah. So, obviously, we get to the end of the intro. So that was like the welcome, and now, sit down, listen to us. Yeah. Okay. Welcome a while. Come on in, take a seat, while we regale you with tales of terror. (laughs) 
I don't think we've ever fully discussed our fears on the podcast. I think I briefly mentioned that I'm scared of clowns. Yeah, I hate them. <laughs> Sadly, they're about a lot at <sighs> Halloween. Yeah. I hated a few years back, there was a thing in the States where people would dress as clowns and just go and knock on doors in the middle of the night and stuff. Mm. If that happened to me, I would, I, I, I'm not going to be able to be held accountable for my actions. I, I would kill someone. I, I would, and I, I wouldn't do it like a, that's what you get. I'd do it like, I would, I would be like terrified. Like, no, absolutely not. I was, I was quite scared, not scared, angry. Do you remember the advert a few years ago when I think it was Cravendale and they were like, so good, the cows want it back. And yeah. there was like cows at your door. Yeah. I, that scared me so much. And the thought of a load of cows coming to my door that I was like, I'm not drinking your milk. So I didn't. What? Mm-hmm. Why would you be scared of cows at your door? How terrifying would it be? You open the door, giant. They're not small. Massive cow. Yeah, I know, but they're not really scary. Oh, they are. If, uh, I they could open this door scarily. and there could be like 19 <gasps> cows and I'd be oh, fine. Oh, do you know what? The thought of a load of cows walking in just made me shiver. And they moo like this menacing, no. like mm, right. No, no, no the no. way that would be scary is if you hadn't, uh, if you hadn't uh, like unlocked your door. You definitely locked your door, and it was three a.m. Mm-hmm. and you woke up and there was a cow in your house. <laughs> that would be scary. Yeah. But opening yeah. the door, it's like, what are you all doing here? Do you know the most confusing thing? How did they knock? Did they ring the doorbell? They probably pressed their nose up to the doorbell. Yeah. Oh, okay. Ugh. That would be scary. I tell you what would be scary. A single cow, a knock, you open it, and there's just a cow. Like, yeah. How did you do well, that? That's what's in the advert. There's no one else there going, sorry, I just brought this cow. Was there round. a knocking sound? Was there a knocking sound? I can't remember. But I think Doorbell, I'd, uh, knocking would be scary. Knocking in general is quite scary, isn't it? Yeah. At any time there's a knock that you're not expecting. Oh, like, I hate especially it. like late at night. But apparently that's like, quite a millennial <laughs> thing, isn't it? Where like anyone at the door is like, yeah. Nope. Closed <laughs> door is a happy door. It's from the IT crowd, yeah. Mm. Oh. Yeah, never answer I... the door? Whatever. Well, nope. Never. Mm. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Yeah, if you're not expecting someone to come, like, I'm not a fan of people just turning up. Like, well, no. why are you here? This place is a mess. It yeah. is always a mess unless someone's coming around. We have two kids and we live in a matchbox. So, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it's a mess. I used to be slightly scared of small spaces, but as I got older, I'm mm. now really scared of small spaces and even more ridiculous about them i guess yeah yeah you i are. don't know why that is i don't know why because when i was younger i didn't i was just a bit, oh, a bit weird but now i'm like nope no, there no, have no, been no. times over the years when you're in a particularly deep part of the london underground and you mm. lose it mm-hmm. don't yeah. like it it's cute yeah it is cute. it's not enough air that's what it is it's what not enough air the air's gone it feels like the air's gone. Yeah, and I always want to tell everyone. I'm like, you all look so happy, but we're about to die. That's not how it works, oh, darling. God. That's no. not how it works. And yeah, tunnels. If I can't see the end, freak out. Mm. Which is great because you do the driving. Because if I was in the car, I'd have to close my eyes. And I'd be like, oh, there you go. I love that. You go into Blackwall Tunnel, you're like, just smash into the wall. <laughs> and they'd be like, oh, there's a car crash in Blackwall Tunnel. And they'd be like, what? Why did you crash? I had my eyes closed. <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> I was see very the scared. Yeah, I mean, I'm scared of scared of clowns. Um, scared of. I'm less scared of spiders now than I used to be. Yeah, you've got brave since you had the kids because you don't want them to be scared. Hasn't worked. No, it hasn't like, worked. I don't like spiders. I'm like, well, I spent all those years being brave. Being so brave. I was so brave. I've got rid of every spider. You and did I've it so badly. It. He's now scared of like ants. Oh, anything. Jesus. I, he held a cricket before. I made sure he held a cricket, a oh, little that's true. grasshopper. Maybe he's, not. Oh, maybe he's not. He's not scared of ants, is he? He's braver than me. He's not scared of fish. Yeah, fish are fine. Flappy little buggers. 
<laughs> and birds. They were also flappy buggers. Have we spoke about when you discovered you were scared of fish? I'm not really proud of this story because when I found out I was scared of fish, I was in Mexico. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's 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 racist. It's Mexican fish. I hate. No, <laughs> little Mexican fish with sombreros. How can you tell the Mexican? Oh, it's the sombrero yeah. and the moustache and the. Now you're what? Racist. That sounds <laughs> racist to fish and Mexicans. So when I was in Mexico, I swam with some not so wild dolphins. <gasps> I know, scandalous. That's, that's the most horror thing that's going to be in this no, podcast. No, but it does haunt me. haunts my dreams. And so it should. So yeah, once I, I was all excited to go and swim with the dolphins and have this little experience where you spin around with them and whatever else. But when I got into the water, I noticed all these tiny little fish swimming around my ankles in this, we were on this little platform. Yeah. And when I saw these little fish, I hyperventilated and <laughs> burst into tears. And they gave away like a DVD or you had it in included in the experience i wish um, the, i wish you got the dvd yeah like showing you swimming with them this doesn't like we didn't get it because they didn't focus on me because obviously i was crying <laughs> i love that you're in the background of some tourist yeah exactly theater. there's someone <laughs> i was and even when i wasn't like really being loud about it i was sobbing like silent. <laughs> my boyfriend at the time so shocked he's like because i was as shocked as he know. was yeah. i had no idea i was so scared of fish but yeah. look, honestly, it was like, but the dolphins were fine. I did all that. I did the whole thing. It was brilliant. Oh, if the I, big fish, fine. No, big robots, <laughs> definitely not real. No, I won't stand for it. That's no, strange. Fair, yeah. Dolphins, not real. Giraffes, mm. not real. Birds, not real. That's fine. Move on. Everyone knows that. Yep. They try and make you think they're real by putting fish in their mouths. But even then, I think it just goes down a hatch or something and they pick them out later. What was it specifically that made you think they're robots? Because they, they're too smart. Yeah. They don't look real. Yeah. They don't feel real. And how can they like lift you up and spin around and no, it's just there's too much. <laughs> or maybe dolphins in general are real, but I think I swam with robots, not dolphins. Robot dolphins. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, fish. Scary. They they couldn't be bothered to train dolphins, so they just programmed a computer and like put it in a submarine. I'll feel better. My conscience is more clear if they're robots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the thing with um going back to spiders. Hmm. people were scared of those because they disappear. I think that's a big part of it. Like they're suddenly there and then they're not. And then you don't know where they've gone. Yeah. And it's like, it's like if, if you, like a friend of yours just kept appearing and disappearing, you'd be quite cautious of them. Oh, it's disappearing Steve again. What's he up to? <laughs> why, did, why is that the, the, the comparison you've made? Because that's why it's weird. It doesn't matter who it is or what it is. If it keeps disappearing, don't disappearing, trust it. If I had a mate called Disappearing Steve and every now and again he just popped up. I wouldn't trust him. Well, I mean, depends. Surely he'd just be able to express himself and be like, yeah, I'll just, just bugger off yeah, for a bit. Yeah, but spiders can't. If he just appears... True. And they didn't talk True. about the fact he'd been gone. No, no. Do you know what Creepy. it is more like? Disappearing Steve. It's not disappearing Steve, because he's still there. He's definitely still there. Oh, see? Whoa. He's still there, but you can't see him. It's like it's like having a mate who's playing hide and seek and just is mm-hmm. ready to like tickle your feet. Just yep. and just I didn't know you were there, you little End shit. up in your hair when you think it's like Oh something. yeah, you did that. That was awful. I hate spiders and I know they catch flies and I know that's a good thing and I know they're you know, we're supposed to be friendly to spiders and I tell you now, I don't kill them anymore <laughs> because I felt bad. But there's some big old fuckers we get in this house. Yeah. It's the right time ones. of year for them as well. Shut up. <laughs> so it's, as Chief Spider um Hunter. 
No, Hunter's wrong. Um, bouncer. I think bouncer, because I'm saying, I'm chucking You can't him out. come in. Yeah, you can't come in. Name's I'm, not you, on the list. Yeah, out you go. Got any ideas? Because that's the worst thing is when you see one, you're like, right, go get glass, bit of paper. And you go and get glass, bit of paper, and they're gone. Mm. Because there's no way, like, like, it really isn't out of sight, out of mind with spiders, is it? No, it's on your mind constantly. Yep, yep, yep. Out of house, out of mind, fine. Mm, even then you think, if there's a knock at the door. It's either a cow or a spider. Either way. Or disappearing Steve again. <laughs> Have you ever seen a ghost? Yes. And for this section, we need, we definitely need some creepy oh, I've bird got music. Creepy music. Yeah, are you going to do it, are you? I'll do it. <laughs> when I lived in the pub. Right. I saw, no, yeah, it's not going to work. No good. Hang on, it? hang on. How, how do you be creepy? <laughs> okay, just keep that going for about That's three a bit, minutes. Um, I was going to say didgeridoo. Is that what I mean? Yeah. And they blow into the tube. It's going to sound oh, more like a whim away, a whim away, a whim away, a whim away. Feel a bit um, Vic and Bob. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, maybe not. Right. All right. Shall Use I your find little music? Buttons. Right, here we go. And scary music. Another thing being replaced by robots. What? 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 Scatting. Right, no, hold on. Stop scary music. What? Scatting's being replaced by robots. Yeah, everything. Right. They won't need us soon, will they? Right. You're only allowed to react to the story from now on. No more no more nonsense from you. <laughs> okay. Been told off. Ready? Yeah. Scary music. Back. Right. When I was about 15 or 16, I lived in a pub. Me and Jen both grew up in pubs. Yep. And I... Don't go like, yeah, cheery. This is the scary bit. Be scary. Yeah. <laughs> Continue. Yes. So, grew up in pubs. And in one particular pub, we lived um, above the pub. And it was on one of the one of Kent's most haunted roads. That was told to me by a regular in the pub. I like to think this was disappearing Steve and he came in and go, this is one of the most creepy towns in Kent and then disappeared. <laughs> she disappeared, yeah. So, and then you turn to another regular and go, who was that? He goes, I didn't see anyone. Yeah, who? Huh? Some bloke story. just came in and told me it was a creepy, creepy, creepy town. Yeah, he does that <laughs> every year on the anniversary of his death. <laughs> um, no, back to creepy, creepy, creepy. Think creepy. Think no, we've got the music. Just put your headphones on, you'll hear it, right? Right. We're going creepy. Oh, you fucking You knob. told me to pick up my headphones. Put them on then. Yeah, I didn't tell you to ram them into the mic stand. No. Sorry. Oh, pick up, ram into the mic stand. Very similar. Right. You've got that one on backwards. Turn that one round. No, I'm only using this one. <laughs> All right, fine. It's like working with children. Right, okay. Amateurs. <laughs> right. Creepiest. No, creepiest. <laughs> Most haunted. Sexiest. Shut up. <laughs> no, no. It's funny that you lived on this sexiest road in Kent. No, it was. The... That would take some doing. Right. This creepy music is doing nothing for this section. If you're just going to keep ridiculing me, right? Yeah, I'll be quiet. Right. Don't be quiet. Don't you can join in, but just stop being funny. Right. I can't help it. Okay. Right. The creepiest. No, oh, creepiest. I keep saying creepiest. You've got it in my head. The <laughs> you're giggling. <laughs> I'm trying to do a ghost story, <laughs> right? The most haunted road in Kent because it was priory ground. 
where the monks were. Mm-hmm. And it was also used to make sacrifices. When they were renovating one of the houses across the road years before, they found hundreds of bodies. I was just thinking about how Amy's going to be terrified of this section and probably skip through it. Cool, right. Okay. <laughs> okay, right. So, my bedroom overlooked the road, right? So, I was in bed one night, and I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but when you wake up in the middle of the night, or you just stir and you sort of open your eyes for a second before you go to sleep, why are you doing that? I mean, it's too scary. <laughs> it's too scary. Yeah. Brilliant, it's working. When you wake up in the middle of the night, not fully wake up, but just sort of open your eyes for a second and then sort of go back to sleep. On this one occasion, I opened my eyes briefly and I saw like a figure by the window. Sexy figure? No, not a sexy figure. (laughs) It wasn't a sexy figure. It was scary. Okay. But in that moment, I tried to rationalise it in my head. I try, as you do when you see these things, you go, well, obviously I've just left like the hoover there and put a hat on it or something. I don't know. I don't remember doing it, but there must be a rational explanation. It's not. I, I can't quite see it properly anyway in the darkness, and my eyes are quite blurry. Mm-hmm. But I was pretty scared, so yeah. I did sort of manage to close my eyes through the fear and just lay there awake for a couple of hours until I eventually drifted off as the sun was coming up. Ugh. And it was gone when I awoke the next morning. I'm doing a really good creepy voice, aren't I? Yeah. Right. Fast forward to two weeks later, when... Similar thing happens. I wake up in the night briefly to see a figure. Only this time I can see a little bit clearer and I'm fully awake because I remembered from before. So I How see. How did this... you forget from before? Because when you wake up, you're always gone, oh, it was nothing, probably a bad dream. Something oh, like that, right? I see, okay. So then the second time it happened, I woke up and I thought, right, no, this is something there now. Like mm. I can see it this time and I'm starting to try and make it out a bit clearer. I'm waiting and I'm definitely not closing my eyes because I'm Was it in the exact same place? Exact same, exact same place. Mm. As I start to sort of, as my vision starts to clear, I can see it's definitely a figure and I'm terrified. My heart's beating really fast. So I close my eyes when I can and I lay there awake all night until the sun comes up right Mm. and I was terrified right right? so I was adamant I need to switch bedrooms I adamant I couldn't sleep in there right and I think for a couple of nights I slept on the sofa eventually I thought look I must have had a bad dream I got brave and I thought right I'm you know in, in the cold light of day it's easy to be brave and be like well next time I'll just I'll sit up and I'll figure out what it is and I'll be cross or whatever two days later it happens again. Oh, God. In the middle of the night, I open my eyes, and I can see really clearly the figure of a young girl ah! staring out of the window with her back to me. Oh, my God, it's making me feel funny. <laughs> her leg and her arm are actually in my TV. I can see that she's not fully... I can't see her full outline because her leg and her arm are inside my TV. Oh, God. And she's staring out of the window down the road. I am bricking myself. Oh, yeah. So I lay there awake, too scared to even close my eyes. And after about an hour, maybe an hour and a half, could have been longer, the figure turns around and slowly walks out of the door. that's worse. Past my bed parallel to my head and literally walked out the door no. I laid there awake till the morning I got up and I immediately switched bedrooms 
So there's that story. Do, do you think ghosts are told, like, make sure you walk in a creepy way? Because, like, as we casually walk from room to room, it's a, it's quite jolly, isn't it? I'll be like, we usually we've got phones in our hands or whatever, but you're like, I you know. What do you think ghosts are? Your nails, like, whatever you just. But they're always like walking really slowly, staring what, straight ahead. But, but what like, do you think ghosts are? Dead people. Right. So what do you think? Because the way you're saying is like they've got some mission from like Lord Ghost who says, yeah. right, go and scare people. Well. I just don't know why they don't walk how they used to. Like, I, I think Maybe I that's how they used to walk. I my nails and be like, oh, they've chipped a nail or something. You don't oh. see people in Downton Abbey skipping along, do you? Oh, because So how come there's no ghosts from like 1989? There probably are. But you don't see them, just they would walk like less. How many ghosts have you seen? Oh, none. Right. So what makes you feel like you're qualified to I comment on I just think that? when you always see ghosts in films and stuff or hear about people that seen them, they're always ones that walk really like I'll be honest. Frankenstein-y. Yeah. Surely that is because it is creepier. Like that's, oh, it's, so that's the whole exactly. point of ghost Lord Ghost has told them to be more creepy. Oh, you can't trot in there like that, Janice. Walk slower. Walk slower for oh. maximum scare. Yeah, and look straight ahead. No, I feel like it's because those those are the spirits of people that were moving in that way in their time. I well, feel I like, want to find no, a jolly no, one. No, there is a ghost. There's a there's a ghost somewhere. I think it's a Hampton Court. Um, mm. There's a ghost that is supposed to run down the corridor. Oh shit, that's even more scary. <laughs> that's really freaked me. Yeah, out. yeah, slow moving ghosts, scary. Or really sprinting fast. ghosts, okay. fucking I'm terrifying. I'm, I'm not saying sprinting. I mean like <laughs> the casual. ghost of Usain Bolt. Yeah, I was just about to say the exact same thing. How is? But like. You know, someone just walking through, like, run their hands through their hair or checking their watch or something casual. Why have we got, like, either running ugh, or... You're doing creepy shit. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm, I think they've had training. <laughs> Why aren't costume parties a thing as you get older? It's like you get to, like, say, early 20s and they're, like, everywhere. And yeah. And they fizzle out. I don't think I've been to one in 10 years. That's made me sound really old. But, yeah, been a long time. Yeah, that is a good point. I've never, mm-hmm. never really sort of realised that they were sort of cruelly taken away from you me. You never knew what the last one was. I had so many more costumes and I had I ideas. I still do. I have a whole box under the bed that I'm like, well, better not throw that out. You never know. And it's like, no, I do know. There is, that time is over. Well, what we'll do is when we get our forever home, where we can actually invite people around and it's not into a um, four by four. Well, first party, of course, will be a costume party. Yeah. First Costume dinner. party. Yeah. Costume party. Yes. Are you going with You that, wear you? costumes. Costume party. What would you call it? Well, I know we've got American listeners and it's good that you are oh, being diverse. Oh, it's not that American. It's so you ridicule f- me for saying high school. Yes, because... I went to a high school. Secondary. Okay. Secondary school. No. Costume party. Costume party. Fancy dress. Oh, I, was, I was doing a kegger with the red cups at my high school costume party. <gasps> what? I understand if it doesn't make any sense to someone. There's no one listening that's going to go... What's a costume party? Oh, she must be fancy, fancy dress. dress. No, costume party, clues in the name. Maybe the Americans were just smarter with what they named it. Oh, okay. There, I said it. All right, well, it's because you've been hanging around my auntie too much this week. Yeah, not yeah. enough for my liking. My auntie's visiting from the States, mm-hmm. and she said yelling. And every time my auntie said an American word, I pulled her up on it, and you, you gave me a scowl. Yeah, she's allowed. She's English. She lives in America. Yeah. Stop picking up their words. Use the proper words. You should be you should be a one woman invasion of the country. <laughs> so. <laughs> so costume parties. Go on then. What have you dressed as over the years? What have I dressed as over the years? Um I did the Joker. Heath Ledger's Joker, that is. Um 
I've done zombie a lot. Zombie's mm. easy though, because you just get some white contact lenses, screw up your hair, get a white shirt and rip it, mm. and then get like red blood, fake blood, and put it all over yourself. That is one of the best things about Halloween. You can just make yourself look a mess, and you're and, like, I was going with this. And do you know what's really good about zombie as well? Is it's mm. such an easy act. See, I don't think I ever acted my part. I just Oh, I loved it. I love part of the whole point of doing fancy dress is because once you get <laughs> costume party, we're getting into like into like a uh, costume. Yeah. Part of the fun of that is that it's portraying a character. The Joker was great to play that yeah, character. And like that. to be the be a zombie is fun. See, I was never a stereotypical character. I was maybe a cat. I was a cat once. I mean, oh, like the witch's cat. Yeah, I guess, yeah. you know, it was a reach, but I went for it. But no, everything else was always what I already had, because mm. I want to make get my money's worth. Fancy dress outfits are expensive. Mm. Um, so I would just put a bit of fake blood on, like you say, ruin your yeah. hair, look a bit zombie. So it was like dead Alice in Wonderland, dead nurse, dead mm. schoolgirl. It just, just all got reused and... See, there aren't any men costumes that do that, are there? Like, if you're uh, if you're a bloke, you're going zombie. You're not going zombie Trump. That would be a good costume. It would be a good costume. It you would. just come up. See, that's all you need to do is just choose like zombie or apocalypse. I want an apocalypse party for Halloween. Just zomb- everyone comes. Everyone comes a famous thing. person, but zombify it. <gasps> yes. What a great idea! Best Halloween. Thing. Tell you what, love it. We can't host that right now because we live in a four by four cardboard box. But mm-hmm. if anyone's having a party and you want both of us to come, mm-hmm. right, that and you want to meet your favourite podcast host, <laughs> that's how you get us. Throw a an apocalypse party. Yeah, I've got a whole box of um, Halloween costumes. If people want to share, no, 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 they can have them. <laughs> I love how I love how I'm trying to wrangle us into like some high end party, and you're going. I've got extra costumes. <laughs> well, they might as well get used. I don't use them anymore. Fair play. Zombie. Zombie Matt Damon. I think you could go really low end and be like zombie Carol Vorderman. You could. (laughs) Zombie Cristiano Ronaldo. Zombie Stacey Solomon. Just TV personalities. (laughs) Zombie Keith Lemon. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, yeah, you probably should have people that have a bit more of a... Pizzazz. Tell who they are. Yeah. But Yeah. yeah. How would you play the part of zombie Carol Vorderman? We don't play. You, I would just hold, come in holding a load of letters. Loads obviously. of blue letters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and, and you could get someone else to go as zombie Rachel Riley and you could fight each other. Yes. <laughs> yes. That would be amazing. It'd be great. Oh, it'd you be so good I to have like, aiming... such a niche theme. Yeah. 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 And as, as niche as, oh no, they can't be too famous. Um, the, I, w- <clears throat> I was going to say you could get zombie Richard Whiteley, but he actually is dead, so that would be a bit poor taste. Oh, yeah. They don't actually choose someone yeah. who's dead. Although, maybe a fitting tribute. Depends whether they see it as funny or not. I think I'd personally... Zombie Michael Jackson! (laughs) I'd find it a compliment if someone dressed as me after I died. Yeah. Not on a daily basis. That would be odd. (laughs) That would be odd. Mm, Had enough of that. (laughs) Yes. Ooh. 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 Maybe we... We should go into that in a bit. Yeah, we'll come to that. (laughs) Right, ready for another one? Go on then. Right, creepy music, back on. Okay. This one was told to me by my auntie Hazel, who was, for many years, a dancer on cruise ships, part of the entertainment crew. And that's where she met her husband, who was a jazz bassist, who still is a jazz bassist. And she's still a dancer. You don't have to be paid to still be a dancer. I'm a dancer. Yeah, sure. Okay. We're all a dancer, Sam. I'm definitely not a dancer. No, you're not. Okay, but most people <laughs> have it in them to be a dancer. Yeah, I don't. And, you know, that's 
You don't just stop having the ability to dance. You've done it again. I've started the creepy music and you've started being funny. I have stuff to say. Okay, fine. Say your stuff. The comic relief. Damn it. So, this was in... I guess it would have been like the 80s. This story happened on the ship, the SS Britannis. Already At sea. It was at sea when this happened. See, that's scary in itself. So, I believe... I'm rehashing this story, so I may get some bits wrong, but I'll get the important bits right. Mm-hmm. So my auntie Hazel had an early rehearsal, because she was a cruise ship dancer, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, in the quarters, I don't know if that's what they call them, but in, they had a communal shower rooms for the crew and the cast and the entertainment team, so it was communal shower areas, mm-hmm. right? She woke up early one morning, and she had just a hand basin light on, like, in her room, and she was actually in her boyfriend at the time's room. Um... Her boyfriend at the time was a very blonde man called mm-hmm. Tim. She looked in the middle of the room and she saw her boyfriend Tim standing there in all white. Like he'd put like a white dressing gown on or something. Maybe it was a bathrobe. He had, from what she could see in the dim light, a really grumpy face on. So as she stood up to go towards him, he turned around to sit on the bed. And he sat down on the bed. Mm-hmm. Which confused her because she was she he wasn't talking. She was saying, "What's what's wrong?" Yeah, that's quite. So she true. sat next to him on the bed, mm. and she went to put her hand on his leg, and she missed. Mm. So she went to do it again, and she missed again. And she looked down at her hand, and her hand went through Tim's leg. Oh no! Oh, so she jumps back in the bed, and as she's jumping back, she feels her boyfriend in the bed. <gasps> so it's not him. No. So what? It was a ghost of him. Or a ghost that looked like him? No, it was a ghost that looked like him. Oh, right. And she scrambles back and she's, she says, ghost, 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 there's a ghost. And her boyfriend wakes up and this ghost gets up and walks straight through where the wardrobe is. Just walks into the wardrobe and, out, and away. Later she discovered that that ship, the SS Britannis, was actually a ship. It was an old troop carrier. Hmm. And the Navy uniform is all white. Oh, God, it's like an old sailor. It's an old sailor. Two years later, on the same ship... Mm. Oh, so she went back. I'd be like, no, 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 not taking a job there. (laughs) Um, One of her friends on the ship, who was a casino girl, was sleeping outside in a public area one night. And uh, my auntie Hazel goes over and says, what's what's going on? Why are you out here? She says, oh, I can't, I can't. And then one of the other friends says, oh, yeah, she reckons she's seen a ghost and, you know, he did this, that and the other. And she says, are you in room 379? She says, yeah. She goes, he's not going to hurt you. He just oh. walks out the wardrobe. <laughs> you imagine and you're already the fuck out of her. <laughs> yeah, like basically confirming it. Like, oh, he won't hurt you. It's like, oh, did you know who he was? <laughs> oh, no. But yeah, that was my Auntie Hazel's ghost story. Oh. See, um, they're always in creepy places, aren't they? She told me another one. Do you want the other one? Mm-hmm. Right, this is the last ghost story I have. Okay. My auntie Hazel was babysitting a kid right, for her friends. They said last minute, can you look after Madison? We've really got to do some stuff tonight. We need to, um, you know, be, we need someone to look after her. Sorry, it's short notice. She said, no, it's no problem. It's fine. I've got the girls anyway. Mm-hmm. You, you drop her over whenever. So she comes over and in the middle of the night, she starts screaming, this kid. My auntie Hazel has two, two girls of her own. My cousins, Melody and Julia. Mm-hmm. Hi. And um, she's familiar with night terrors. Right, so she goes and she sees, she's, she's this young girl and she yeah. says, oh, it's okay, don't worry. She's having a bad she's dream. She's having a bad dream. Mm-hmm. And this girl is 
speechless. She's like, I'll go and get you some water. And as she turns, she sees in the doorway a giant black shape with red eyes. Oh, God. Seven foot tall. That's more terrifying than seeing like a ghostly figure. That's a lot. After screaming and seeing the figure slowly move to one side, she ran up to her bedroom to find her husband, Jeff, my uncle. And uh, he runs down, and he's a very brave boy, and he obviously hasn't seen it and doesn't believe in anything like this. So he runs down, and he went to investigate, and there was nothing there. Nothing at all. Mm. The next morning, Madison's parents come to pick her up. And Hazel says to them, Guys, it's a really weird thing happened. There was She had, like, night terrors in the night. And they looked at her and they said... Was it the piercing red eyes? She so says, yeah, how did you know? She says, we were doing an exorcism. It's followed her here. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, oh so, God. I wonder, I want to know I the got rest of that. reading it. I want to know the rest of that story. I want to know, did they ever have to do something like, it's obviously not in the house, it's the girl. So do they have to like... Who knows? Demon, demon, whatever it is, get out of your body thing. That exercise, ex- exorcism on a person? Yeah. I don't know. I, I was too scared to bring to keep talking to her yeah, about like, it. But, can we stop talking about this? Yeah, thing? I may text her and we'll have we some may... follow up on that. But mm. um, Ooh. yeah, that's well, that's creepy. <laughs> so I don't really have ghost stories as such. Yeah, but I did go through a period last year, um, where I had kind of night terrors. Um, yeah, what's the other word? Lucid nightmares. Lucid nightmares type things that were they were just horrible. Yeah, um, it was pretty. pretty I rough. assume it was because I was really, really stressed, but I don't know. Um, but they were really quite terrifying. Like, it was obviously, the feeling of someone pushing down on you happened quite a lot. But the the thing that was really creepy to me was you'd be asleep, and it would always be I'd been in, been asleep for about ten, fifteen minutes or something. Yeah, and I would be dreaming but it felt like I was awake and I wasn't quite sure if I was dreaming or awake because it was so real. And I had so many of them that I kind of got used to them, but they were still really terrifying. This one dream really stuck in my mind was I got up and went to the bathroom. And I remember like we have a little kind of spotlight in our bathroom rather than turning the main light on. So it's a bit dimly lit. And that was on. And as I walked in, to my left was this boy stood there near the bath. What? And and I remember just being freaked out. This little boy was stood there, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Like, you never oh, told me this. I've only really built up the courage to tell you now. To be honest, like as soon as they'd they'd oh happened, god. I would kind of just want to forget about them. So yeah. I just didn't. You know, I feel like if you retell it, it sort of yeah. solidifies it in your memory. But this one isn't going anywhere. Um, but I walked out of the bathroom and then walked down the hall, rather than straight into our bedroom. But turned around and the boy had followed me so then I walked down to the front door and I tried to open the front door and I couldn't open it and the boy was slowly walking towards me and I was screaming at him to tell him to go away and I was like and I know and at that point I was like I know you're not real get out and stop coming near me and I was banging on the door and screaming and I don't know what it was there was something in my dream that made me realize no I know what it was there was a wall in our hallway that is the back of Mason's room in my dream I, that was a window and I could see outside and it was only because I could see the window behind the child that I went no this isn't real because there's not a window there so you, it was almost like you you were kind you know of mid-conscious yeah. subconscious and conscious I don't know what the what actually happens mm. but I started banging and thrashing around because I, I 
had so many of these that I kind of got used to that in the dream you have to thrash and scream and it will wake you up. Mm. But you've told me since that I always wake up thinking I'm screaming and thrashing about, but I'm not, I'm deadly still, maybe whimpering slightly Mm. in some of them. But you've always said like, I've woken up when I did wake up from them, like panting out of breath, terrified. But Mm. before I actually wake up, I'm just peacefully sleeping. Yeah, no, you don't, you, 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 you. At the very least, it's like, at the very most, sorry, it's like a slight whimper. I'm like, mm. you're right. And then I'll stroke you and you'll be like, yeah. oh, I was having a dream. And yeah. just, oh, yeah. I used to be so relieved when I woke up and I'd mm. be like, right, well, next time, can you wake me? And you're like, I can't even tell you're having them. Thankfully, haven't had one in a very long time. I'll just tell you now, mm. all my ghost stories, right? Mm. Fine. That bit with the creepy music, fuck me, that's terrifying. <laughs> it's really bad. And, it, and this boy, the way he just looked at me, just like, Sorry. <laughs> so something we've not really ever spoken about on the podcast, because it's like hard to make a joke out of it. Yeah, it's definitely not very funny. It wasn't yeah. funny to go through. No, for sure. But it is sort of fitting to cover it on Halloween. Yeah. Real yeah. life horror story. Yeah, for sure. Mm. We'll have to keep it as brief as possible because we could talk about it for like five or six hours. <laughs> and, yeah. And we have with therapists. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, yeah, we, um, we actually genuinely had like a, a proper scary story. Stalker situation. And, and, and let me ca- preface all of this with the fact that had, had it have actually had the authorities and the people that involved taken the action they would have taken, mm. they should have taken, mm. we would probably legally not be allowed to talk about this. But yes. frankly, I've not signed anything. Mm. I refuse to sign anything. And I'm happy to say all of the stuff bar her name. So... Yeah. Let's just say it. So we, we are probably breaking some rules saying this, but I don't care. Yeah, maybe. Right. So we had an actual real life stalker. Yeah, during the, the pandemic, which was hard enough in itself, having to go through. Anyway, yeah. all of it, everyone had a tough time during the pandemic. But, you know, when you've got kids and small space, large space, whatever, it's really difficult when you've got someone living right next to you that's watching your every move. Yeah. I mean, the very, very brief version of the start of this, that the backstory that you need to understand where we were at was we had a new neighbour move in just before the pandemic started. Mm. Um, we had, the first thing was a police, um, at the time, unrelated, um, a police sort of knock on the door. Two, cool. two, uh, two officers knocked on the door and said, have you killed your wife? And I said, no. Not and in said, so many words, yeah. but yeah, yeah, basically. I'm paraphrasing. Uh- a false, yeah, would be really... Um... <laughs> Have you killed your wife? No, thanks, bye. <laughs> I mean, the police are useless. We're not that useless. Yeah, yeah. Um, there, yeah there was a, a lot of fake calls to the police. And yeah. obviously, this first one, we had no idea. We just thought, oh, someone's heard something and thought we had to really think, have we done anything that may sound... Was the TV volume up loud or, yeah. you know, was but, there something that... We, and there wasn't. There was but nothing. then as time went on, we had to kind of second guess everything we were doing because we'd like... Anytime we heard a bang at the door, we were like, it's police again. Or if the children had an argument or someone dropped something or something, we couldn't raise our voices. We couldn't do Mm anything because we were like, that could be turned into police have got to turn up because it was, there was just some reason. You're you're missing the bit in between that where obviously it became apparent that it was her. Oh yeah, yeah. I thought that was a given. the the first bit, the the first time they turned up, we didn't know it was her. Mm. Then her boyfriend knocked on the door and said, you're being too loud. And we said, no, we're not. And that was that. And I said, look, he's, he, he said, can I take your number? And after a bit of like macho man act, mm. I was like, look, you can take my number. The noise isn't coming from us. 
Shouldn't yeah. have given him my given him my number. I regret it to this day. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, we get a text two days later, and then another text, and then another text, and just accusing us of all this stuff and prank I, phone calls, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, I've, I, that's why I don't know if anyone's seen my Instagram with the reading reading thing. I'm confident that my number has been pasted everywhere on the internet, and I get about fourteen calls a day now. Yeah. But I can't change my number because it's got it's the one that all my clients use. So mm. I can't. I could change it, but it would mean telling oh, so many people. There's so many things. Like she basically she got really nasty with just about our parenting. Yeah. About... Oh, yeah. The, the, had reports that well, she started shouting to all the neighbours that Sam was beating up me and the children on a regular basis. Um, Just so we're clear, that that has never happened. No, no, based on absolutely (laughs) nothing. There was never any reason for her to go, ooh, that sounds like like, nothing. Yeah, there was no reason for her to be that way. And when when you report to the police that we, like, we have no idea why she is behaving this way, Mm. all we can tell you is it's not true. And they're looking at you with these eyes as to go, yeah, "Yeah, but did you punch your missus? Do you know what it is? You're you're missing the point here. She's terrifying. Because she knew that that got the quickest response. If she's going, he's up there beating up children and the missus, they turn up That's the point is they were here within three minutes of anything. Can't fault them of that that one. Like Mason dropped the remote. They were here within 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. Like they were here super quick. Yep. So it was, it became really apparent that this was like a, a, an active campaign mm-hmm. by someone who was just trying to get our attention. Get a reaction. And then yeah. it got to the point she just wanted to antagonise. She would do what she, like, she would like, f- half five, six in the morning, just start banging on the walls. Like, or, Earlier than that, sometimes it was like three, four. Yeah, oh yeah, in the middle of the night, but they were ones that we didn't really notice as much. I, I was up early with the kids, so yeah. I would be like, what's she doing? But we never My job involved calling you know, sales, it was cold calling people. Working and from trying home. To, Yeah. And, and at the time, working from home, not able to go to the office or go out on the road or, you know, meet people. I was having to dial a lot of numbers and speak to a lot of people. And every time I got on the phone, and if anyone, in, anyone listening has done cold calling, when you actually get someone that wants to talk to you, that's gold. That's precious. You don't get that very often. Yeah. Especially so when during you do, the pandemic. And then someone's banging on the, the ceiling or they're sealing our floor so loud that the client says to you, is everything all right? Mm. You can't work, so Which it became impossible. Well, the banging then made Mila, who was a one-year-old, cry. Yep. Um, it just was a nightmare, everything. It was so stressful, everything that we went through. But that's just the, the tiny part of it. She started mm. dressing like me. She's copied this my is, hair. Yeah, to, she, to, to run up to that, like, she, she did everything she could to get our attention on multiple yeah. occasions. Like, mm. she would, when we were leaving the house, she would be standing on her doorstep. When yeah. we were coming back, she'd be ready and standing on her doorstep. Yeah. She installed a ring doorbell. Not there's no there is abs. I'm fine with ring doorbell. Absolutely fine. If you need it, brilliant. Get one. She never left the house. She was always there. Mm. Every single time she was there. Mm. And there's no need to have a ring doorbell because no one comes down this road. Yeah, we are well we far are. off of the main road. Yeah. But like if you want missing one, any parcels, she's if, there. If you want a ring doorbell, have a ring doorbell. But if you want a ring doorbell just to spy on us. That's weird, right? So yeah, and we we know this because she showed it to neighbours. She was yeah bad mouthing us to everybody and not yep. realizing we've lived here longer. So lots of them were our friends. So obviously yeah. told us things that were being said. Yeah, but she would say she would tell stories that were about like things that she would only know by seeing us through this camera. Then so it, it got it super weird. Like sense. you say, she started dressing like you. And it would always be one day after you'd worn an outfit, she would wear the sometimes same Sometimes a couple of hours. If I'd gone out yeah. in the morning, by the afternoon, you'd see her outside in the same outfit. And we realised it maybe after sort of two or three outfits and thinking, no, that's mad. 
and then yeah. you started to test it. And yeah, and I started was... wearing things that were a little bit different. Like, you know, you could go, oh, I was wearing denim shorts and a white top. Everyone has that. But then it was like, I'm going to find some bright red shorts. And I yeah. suddenly she had bright red shorts. Coral vest top. Yeah, right, yeah. It's, it got to the point. And obviously some things were a few days apart. Some were the same day. Mm. But obviously, and there'd be times we wouldn't know what she's doing because we didn't notice her. But got to the then, point during the pandemic where when we would take the kids downstairs to run around for you know forty five minutes to an hour to get to burn off some energy out the front, yeah, she would come and we would go around the side of the building deliberately to not be near her. Yeah, she would come and sit on the corner of the building so she could spy on us. Yeah, she'd get a little stool out and just watch. Yep, and we just tried to avoid. But there would be points you'd look out the window and she'd be sat in her car just looking up at our windows. And um, we we obviously had the police out so many times to, we didn't call them out, she called them out, and we had to explain what happened. Mm-hmm. There was one time the police came round um, and said, oh, we've had, and they were obviously, they had to wait till we explained, but they later said that they were suspicious anyway. But they said, um, this certain date, you mm-hmm. apparently went out leaving your baby and your son in overnight while you went to a house party. Mm-hmm. But she, this was a month before the date that was phoned. So we were, I was in the other room with Mila at the time and Sam had to come and interrupt me feeding her to go listen to this story, listen to what we've been called out for now. And obviously then I came out and straight away started to get evidence on my phone to go, hang on, I can prove that we've not gone anywhere. And the guy Mm. didn't even want to see it. He said, we were already thinking this doesn't look good. How many calls we've had already. And also why would she call it a month later? The thing is, it the, was such the police, when, when you call the police for anything, mm. they have to do their due diligence. Mm-hmm. You can't say, if someone calls up and says that, that their neighbours murdered their, their wife, if they, if they do it 50 times, right? And the police say, you got to stop it. If they do it the 51st time, they've still got to come out as if it's been a murder, right? So, it's, so it got to the point where the police were turning up and going, Ah, and it'd be a new officer that maybe hasn't seen it and has rushed here because mm. someone's killed someone. And then they'd say, oh, right, yeah, uh, yeah. 14 case numbers you've got there. Right, yeah, maybe this is yeah. nonsense. One time there was an officer who actually came from another borough because mm. they were low on officers in the area yeah. and then found out he was coming out on a false call again. Mm-hmm. But apparently, call the police falsely all the time. Nothing happens to you. So yeah, you go ahead, there's guys. Nothing, waste there's no, time. Well, no, well, don't this is the point. Is don't waste, don't waste their, time. their time because there are people like this in the world who do waste their time. Mm. But no matter how many times she was told, look, your concerns are unfounded and also they're not real concerns. Mm. You're doing this to be spiteful. She would continue to do it. Mm. Got to the point where um, she would go and she rang our doorbell like... 2am, 3am, a couple of nights. She just did everything to get a reaction. But one time that really scared me mm. was um, on top of her dressing like me and wearing her hair like me, there were several neighbours who told me this story and we, so we'd heard it ourselves, that she had been accidentally calling her son and also other children, my children's names. Yep. That creeped me out. And then also calling someone by accident. She said, Sam something. And it's like, well, his name's not Sam. Like, yeah. It, it was like... Only stepping back a bit made me realise that this is a creepy thing. We, we, it all got, went to court. It was going, we had to write out um, statements. statements for a solicitor. And it's only when we've had the whole thing in front of us and we read it through, we were like, this is weird. Yep. It was so creepy. And obviously a normal, a normal, a stalker, you usually, you can see it's really weird. They're outside my window because they don't live here. But mm. Ours lived right near us. So it could be like, oh, I'm just on my doorstep. Oh, I'm just, I do park next to your car. 
oh, I am looking up at your window because it's near my plant pot. So yeah. I want to smoke outside because it's She had warmer. all the best excuses and every reason to mm. make life incredibly difficult. Yeah, that was... um. Really hard to go through. So that's what we went through for the past year. And for those of you who have heard brief snippets of that story, or maybe even if you've heard the full story and, you know, all the details. I don't think anyone says, knows the full story. Yeah. It was just... We, no, we because it's, it's each time we talk about it, as you can probably tell from our tonality, yeah, keep it like comedy podcast. And we're like, really? People are was, creepy. Well... <laughs> yeah, real life. Yeah, luckily, I mean, for the end of the story is um, she was about to be evicted and then she moved the day before or whatever it was, a few days before. It was, yeah, her court date was about a week later and then she moved and, you know, she we never really got quote unquote justice. But that is, um, that reinforced my real and serious belief that when mental health is involved, because she's clearly unwell, like she's not just, she's not just a bitch, right? She is mm. genuinely, I, I would go so far as to say psychopathic. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's definitely not no. there's some issues there that need yeah. addressing. And the fact that the authorities, any of which of the five or six different bodies or organisations I was talking to at the time, mm. none of them were able to do anything about it. And that really is the great end to the podcast to say, the world's scary. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this one's not quite a ghost story or anything scary. Kind of is pretty funny. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> it doesn't start off funny. Okay. So bear with me in case you're like, Jen, that's not funny. So my great aunt died. Aww. See, not, not funny. No. I mean, that was sad. But bear with me, it does It does get funny. <laughs> so it was during the pandemic, so no one could go to a funeral. Mm-hmm. It was all very sad. It happened to a lot of people. Um. So rather than go to a funeral, it was like one person on my dad's side of the family that like my dad hasn't got a lot of family on his side. So he went to, he's not a religious person, but he went to a church on the Sunday to kind of pay his respects. That's so sort of his way of saying bye, I guess, because it wasn't yeah. really a, a way an official way yeah. to do it. And on his way to the church, he bumped into one of his friends who was like, oh, where are you going? Blah, blah, blah. And he explained without going into much detail, because dad's quite, you know, sensitive with this stuff. He didn't want to go like doesn't tell everyone his business yeah um so he just didn't go into too much detail he said he'd recently lost someone and he couldn't go to the funeral um so he just kept it brief yeah the friend didn't say much more he was like okay fair enough um turned out that this person assumed he meant my mum (laughs) it's a pretty big leap i couldn't go to the funeral um what i guess because my dad seems so sad and reserved and they're not used to like they know my mum and my dad so like they're quite outgoing people yeah um so this person told all of their friends like oh no we saw him like just like you know (laughs) julie died and no it's terrible so dad was getting loads of messages out of the blue (laughs) like hope you're okay or like is everything okay you're right if you need anything and dad really couldn't understand like obviously if it was from the guy he'd seen yeah it would have made sense but these were like lots of friends that were just randomly checking in i suppose during the pandemic a lot of people did get like that sort of like how are you just checking in yeah very like mental health so but yeah yeah. but he thought like well this is a bit odd but i won't read too much into it so it was one day during the pandemic i got a call from my mum and she was so like gobsmacked by what had just happened to her she said she was in the car park she was in the car park of the supermarket and she saw a friend of hers from like across 
the way <laughs> by their car and they looked stunned like they'd seen a ghost and my mum was like waved at them and they were like like looked terrified and they looked over really confused and they came over like kind of cautious I don't know why so cautious I don't know what they thought and they were like my mum was how are you how have you been like normal chat and they were like they're obviously waiting for their chance to talk because they're like um sorry but I thought you were dead (laughs) and my mum's like what and then it, like, as time went on, they like had the conversation back and forth and it, like worked out what had happened. And this person had jumped to conclusions and Chinese whispers and all of these messages then made sense. But my mom was like, what? so many questions. Like, why did they not? I don't know. Why would he not have said it's my mom? But yeah, they were. she said the look on their faces. And oh my God. obviously my mom just making normal chit chat. And they're like, um, and how do you bring that up? Like, oh I would be like, you know, not to be horrible, but... You're not meant to be alive. So that's been our Halloween episode. You had fun? I've had a lot of fun. Good. I'm glad. I hope I sleep well tonight. Yeah. Well, tonight you will. But then when I've edited this with the scary music and you listen back to my ghost stories, then you'll be in trouble. Mm, I may avoid that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm a bit of a weird. Um, remember, if you have the time, the inclination and the care and the love for us to go and leave a review on the Apple Podcast app, and a five-star rating. That would make us very happy. Facts, Feelings and Fictions is a Geek Floor production. You can contact the show on hello at factsfeelingsandfictions.com. Correct. And the website is factsfeelingsandfictions.com. Feel free to give us a message. Um, tell us if our ghost stories made you pull your pants. Tell us if you have any ghost stories of your own. Tell us what you want to hear us tell talk us about. Tell us what your favourite sandwiches. Tell us what your favourite sandwiches tell us why you think that the world is flat um no don't tell us that keep that to yourself no lunatic we're open to all communication i'm fine with it i'm not okay well i am and i'm the one who reads the emails so send them so thank you for joining us again and we will see you next week you're listening to us what we're not seeing anybody okay this is a but it's a bit weird to go you'll listen to us next week you'll hear me next week (laughs) We'll be in your ears again next week. Yeah, that is a bit odd. Yeah, I feel like... We'll want, talk to you later. I want to get, like, one of those signature sign-offs that people have. When they're like, I remember, stay safe and wrap up warm. Or something like that. Like, I want a good one, though. That's just like... You know like, like you know how people say, like, oh, don't let the bed bugs bite? Like, yeah, like a sign Yeah, you know what? Off. They always sound really threatening. Like, drive safe. Like, yeah, what? sarcastic. Like, am I really... No, even if it's not sarcastic, it's like, drive safe. It's like, well, I wasn't planning on, like, closing my eyes or turning my lights off like a madman. Don't like, fall down a well. Yeah, where do you stop <laughs> with that? Like, I think that's when you like, leave the house in the morning, you don't cross... Oh. From now on, that's my sign-off. Don't fall down a well. Don't <laughs> <laughs> fall down a well. Yeah, there's lots of... If you really, like, there's lots of guides. Yeah. You don't know where to stop. Like, drive safe is a simple one. But, like... Tie your shoelaces together. Yeah. Don't put your hands in your pockets. Give like one really specific piece of advice that then obviously you've done that, so you don't need to. It's just flying at my face then. Don't go swimming after eating. There's a ghost in here. Ghost flew in my eye. Um, Anyway, we've been Sam and Jen. This has been Facts, Feelings, and Fictions. We've ordered on the sign off. I'll edit it in here. Mm -hmm. And remember, don't fall down a well. Don't fall down a well. It's my sign off. Get your own. Bye. It's worked for me all these years. I shall continue. (laughs) 
we'll speak to you again in a week. Bye! <laughs> I think you've got to come from within. <laughs> like right down there. <laughs> like. <laughs>